0: practical christians that we shall walk by the word of the lord and it shall strengthen every part and daily part of our lives and so shall it be in jesus name all right so we go straight into god's word and today is our interactive um wednesday service and we're going to make it as interactive as possible i will ask if we have the microphones that will make them available As quick as possible For those who are in church on Sunday Can someone remind us what the topic Or the word was on Sunday If you have remembrance of that I'm sure we should Can somebody remind us What we spoke about on Sunday Pardon Wisdom for your next level Do we have one house here? On Sunday, we spoke about wisdom for the next level, right? The feedback is very low. Wisdom for the next level, okay? And I want to be particularly grateful to the senior pastor who led us uh, to this um, topic, which is what we're going to delve deeper in today. And one of the things that he said that really struck me was that what you do is really going to also determine your next level. Pastor Steve spoke about the different types of wisdom at some point where we had the earthly wisdom and every other part of wisdom and we've heard the types of wisdom we have over the course of this series and so we're going to look at what actually because one of the things that we're going to do is really going to determine if we're going to go far enough as far as the next level is concerned so it's not going to be enough if God says he's going to take us to the next level we're going to see or we want to see how or what part we have to play as far as the next level is concerned and so this evening we're going to take this topic further and this time we're going to paraphrase the topic and this time we're going to look at wisdom for your next level as we are going to look at the pay tracks of wisdom in the scriptures amen so we're going to look at the patriarchs of wisdom as far as faith is concerned we have the patriarchs of faith we will we'll follow the scriptures according to hebrews 11 and it talks about the patriarchs of faith by faith joseph did this and that by faith enoch did this and that by faith abraham did this and that and so these were the patriarchs of faith And so this evening we're going to look at the patriarchs of wisdom as far as the scriptures is concerned and so we're going to look at five studies this evening we divided it into five we're going to take them one after the other and then we're going to try as much as possible to relate it as far as um as life is concerned in general. So this is how it's going to go. We're going to take them one after the other. I'm going to take the very first one, and then we're going to go through the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth all together. So it's going to be as interactive as we're going to have it. So we're going to read the stories. We're not going to go deep into the stories. I'll just rephrase or summarize the stories. Then we'll look at how all this wisdom was applied and how we can be practical christians as far as this is concerned amen all right are we ready are we ready So i'm going to take the first one when i take the first one you get to see how it's going to go so we're going to go round as much as possible today is interactive wednesday so you pardon me i'm not going to do so much of talking as much as we're going to read a lot of feedback from you so study number one multimedia will help us with study number one we're going to go to first samuel 25 we're going to look at the story of the man called the woman called abigail and his and her husband nabal so study number one is abigail and who is it nabal in case i'm not calling it well is it nabal i was i was taught when i was young nabal so that is i still have nabal so nabal will go for right so abigail and who nabal so first samuel chapter 25 verse 1 we're not going to read everything i'm just going to summarize what first samuel chapter 25 talks about now the bible have it that at some point the man called david he was anointed already to be king and so saul sought to kill david and so david was running for his life and in one of those occasions 1 samuel chapter 25 i want to believe i'm correct first samuel 25 we start from verse 2 so in one of those occasions david hid somewhere close to a wilderness close to a a place that was was owned by this man called nabal and so the bible tells us in verse from verse 2 that this man nabal was a very wealthy man he was a very wealthy man, a very wealthy businessman with so many cattle and thousands of sheep, and he had everything anyone could ever think of. Now, verse 3 then described his wife. The scripture says, And this man called Nabal, and he had a wife called Abigail. And I want you to look at what the Bible talks about the, the woman color Abigail. She says, and she was a woman with good understanding and beautiful appearance. A woman with what? Good understanding and the what? Beautiful appearance. I don't want you to miss those two words. In other words, the Bible is saying the woman was very wise and also she was what? Beautiful. Wise and what? Beautiful, very rare combination, really. But this woman had both in her, she was both beautiful and very intelligent. So, for the Bible to you know to emphasize that she had good understanding and also emphasize that she was beautiful, which means she was really, really beautiful, amen. Now, verse 4 tells us something it says, And it came to pass that Nabal was sharing his sheep. Remember David had a camp very close to where Nabal had his sheep. And what happened is that the shepherds would go take the sheep for a walk and all the rest. And because the the army of David was around him, around his possession. The Bible makes us to understand that nothing that belonged to him got missing because David David's army had come round about him. So you can't have a military cantonment around about you and possibly have arm robbers coming around. That was just about the case. For as long as David was around him, everything was safe. And the Bible says, And this man continued to prosper and continued to prosper and continued to prosper. So it got to a point that David David and his men were very, very hungry. So the Bible says, And David elected about ten of his army and said, Go to nabal and ask him to give us parts of his sharing which means in bottom line he says tell him to give us parts of his meat that we may eat seeing that we have protected him all this year round seeing that we have protected and guarded him and nothing wrong or no evil have befallen him so the bible says as david sent him for any common sense then these men that have kept watch over my my sheep let me even give them what to eat the Bible says, and the man replied David and said, and said to the servant that came to meet David, and said, Who is David? Who is who? Who is David? So he replied to them, Who is David? Verse ten. Of that way. He says, And Nabal answered them and said, For heaven's sake, who is David? Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? Pretending as if he doesn't know David. And he said, there are many servants nowadays that break away from their servants, from their masters. He said, shall I take, verse 11, shall I take my bread and my meat and give it to David and his army? And he sent them away. He sent them away empty-handed and these men went back to David and said, for all we have done and protected this man, this man have taken it for granted and so the bible said and david was so angry and he called up his, his 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 soldiers and army and he said let us go and he made up his mind that as we are going he said the scripture says and he vowed and he says for no man born shall be shall remain in Nabal's house by the time he visit Nabal." so david set up about 300 men one mission kill everything that belongs to Nabal. Burn down the house that belonged to Nabal. No man, if he has a male child, everyone goes. And remember, when the Bible says, no man remains, he's, not, he's, he's telling you that women will not even remain. So he said, for all we have done for this man, he has decided not to give us anything. And so the Bible says, and he picked up 300 men, and he vowed in his heart that by the time he returns, nothing will remain in the house of Nabal now let's now look at why we're looking at Nabal and Abigail. And so remember the scripture described Abigail as what? Both what? Had good understanding and what? And very beautiful. And so it came to pass that they told the wife that David is coming. And so the Bible, let's look at verse, let's look at verse um, 16 16 Okay, from verse 13, it says, And David said to the men, Get up, everyone you sought. And they gathered up, and David says, And they went about 400 men, rather, And 200 aboard his stuff. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife saying behold David is sending messengers and they are coming and they said to salute us but your husband turned them back that's what he said and verse 15 says but the men were very good to us and they did not hurt us neither did we miss anything as long as they were conversant with them verse 16 And there was a wall unto us both day and night that they kept us that nothing evil happened to us. And if you look at verse 18, the Bible says that when Abigail heard this, the scripture says, Abigail said, and Abigail made haste took two hundred loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheeps and dressed them and then corns and hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs. Verse 19 And she said unto the servant Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she told not who? The husband. And the Bible says, And she went ahead of them and went so and went ahead, left everything, never told the husband and went to David. Verse 21 It says, Now david has said surely in vain have i kept all that this man have given me let me not repeat that but online he was saying that he has kept him for good for nothing and so the bible said verse 23 so when in verse 24 when abigail got to david he said she fell to the feet upon he said and fell at his feet and said upon me my lord upon me let the iniquity be and let thy hands meet, i pray you speak Audience and hear the words of the handmaid. Let not my lord, I pray thee, regard regard this man as Belial, even Nabal. For as his name is, so he is. Nabal, as his name is, and fully is with him. But I and the handmaid saw not the young men that you sent to me. Let me summarize that. So the wife went and apologized to David, begged David, said, Look, when you sent those men, I wasn't even there. I did not see them pardon me pardon my husband for the way his name is that is where way he behaves his name means foolishness so that is where way he behaves and so he began to beg David and he begged David and pleaded if you go back you read how she pleaded to, to David and the Bible says and the heart of David was now softened and David instead of going to destroy Nabal the Bible says she, he received all the gifts that Abigail brought and they turned back in peace now this is not something anyone does when you hear that somebody is coming to destroy you wisdom is what she applied even even though the bible have told us even if god prophesied that he's going to bless you this year and one man is coming by the foolishness of whoever coming to destroy you the bible says and because she was a woman of understanding she understood what to do to pacify a king We have seen situations where people get into arguments. Instead of soft answer, we reply hastily. Remember the scripture says, A hasty answer leads to nothing but wrath. So the Bible says, And she took upon her applied wisdom. She applied wisdom, went to beg the king, And the king returned back and did not touch any of Nabal's property. But the story didn't end there. And when she went back, she told the husband what could have befallen them, but how she had pacified David. And the scripture says, the Lord God himself struck Nabal dead that same night. The Lord God himself struck Nabal dead that same night. But did a woman by the works of wisdom, did she, get, did she get results? Did she get results? It is not... The senior pastor will always say, sometimes prayer is overrated. Sometimes God needs to give you wisdom of what to do per time. It will have been a waste of time going back to pray, God, change the heart of David. God, change the heart of David. God, change the heart of David. Whilst you have opportunity to speak for yourself. So wisdom is profitable to direct. So you can have evil coming before you. But if God will lead us rightly, we will know what to say per time it may be in the office your boss wants to give you a query per time everything he needs to do but wisdom can do what can pacify praise the name of the lord now the story went ahead and said remember we qualified the woman in two words what was the first one she had good understanding now she has practicalized good understanding right the second one was that she was what and the Bible said, "When Nabal was dead, David said to himself, and David heard that the man was dead, and so he sent his army and said, "Go and propose on my behalf." And the woman was proposed for, and she agreed to marry the king, and she became the word the queen. Praise the name of the Lord. Did she get to her next level or not? Praise the name of the Lord wisdom is possible to direct so you may be you may you may the lord may be speaking to you that you're going to be the queen but you must know what to say and how to put things aright by what we say by how we move and the lord will help us in jesus name
1: um first samuel 25 verse 3 we now have the new century version if multimedia will project that just to embellish what pastor etephi is saying whilst they're bringing that up if god gave abigail the word that you're going to be queen and she lacked wisdom is she likely ever to become queen let me try this side if god gave abigail a word that you're going to become queen and she lacked wisdom is she likely to become queen I think that's a lesson to all of us. We carry our prophecies all over the place. We pray, but we don't speak the right words at the right time. One of the things I said about wisdom is wisdom is so powerful that in a bad situation, wisdom can turn it around for good. And that's what happened. New century version. First Samuel 25 and verse 3. Now you have all the versions. Please don't let me down okay the second part says his wife was named abigail can you read with me she was what she was what wise and beautiful may all our women be wise and beautiful in name.
0: praise the name of the lord so proverbs 16 verse 1 lets us know that a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word will only stir up anger so in everything we do we must understand the place of wisdom by the way we talk by the way we respond by the way we interact and by the way we do things and the lord will have mercy in jesus name so i said earlier that i'm just going to take the first example and so the rest is going to be on us so we go to study number two so we're going to quickly go to first samuel 26 as we look at the story of david and saul multimedia study number two so I summarize it so that we won't have to read the whole scriptures of 1 Samuel chapter 26. So David and Saul, this is a part of the story we're going to look at. Remember when God had promised, God had anointed David at this time. 1 Samuel 26. So God had anointed Samuel David at this time and so he was hiding. And at some point the scripture said that he went near the camp of Saul. When he got near to the camp of Saul This is God promising him that he's going to be king So the word of the Lord has come to you That you are going to be king And so the Bible says He got to a point where he got near to the camp of Saul And his men came to tell him that Look we have Saul just at, near our sight They don't even know we are on this side of the divide Now let us creep into their camp And so it happened that David and his men Crept into Saul's camp and they were just at his tent. His army never even knew that their camp had been broken into. And the Bible said, I think in verse 8. And then in verse 8, one of, the, one of his men said, Then Abishai said to David, Look, God has anointed you king. And so God has told you you are going to be king. And he says, Look, the Lord has delivered your enemy Saul into your hand. And he said, All you need to do is to take a spare and kill him in other words he's saying look god has said you are going to be the best chorister or the best lead singer in grace assembly all you need to do is to speak evil of another man when god speaks or when god promises us a promised land it's not in our place to bring down whoever god has anointed but it's only wisdom that is profitable to tell you that and so he said to them look this is the best opportunity strike paul strike saul and by tomorrow you'll be crowned king and so it was a does that really sound like a bad idea in the place of war in the place of war, does it sound like a bad idea your enemy wants to kill you now this is the enemy and he's sleeping and you have the spear just a meter away all you need to do kill him by tomorrow we'll look for another king and you'll be king we have business proposal, we have things close to that in our lives where we have opportunity to bring down another man so that we can attain God's promises. Maybe let me just put it that way. But David was a man of wisdom, and David said, and David verse nine, but David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him. For who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed? Saul was God's anointed, was he not? But it was also God's rejected. Wasn't he? So maybe I can paraphrase. The the kingdom of the Lord suffered violence. And the violence was taken by force. So for this reason, maybe God has placed Saul in my hand. That I should kill him. You know we have scripture backing for every naughty thing we do. You don't know. Sometimes I do. So you just try to tell God I'm not completely wrong. So but Lord you know you have already anointed me as king. And so you have given me Saul maybe in the place of my enemies, so it is is tricky but how was David able to apply wisdom it's an easy thing kill David and you become king even Jesus suffered the same thing when Satan tempted him he said you don't need to wait for the cross just jump now and then he will send his angels charge over you the world will see it and they will say this is truly the Messiah was that not a shortcut to becoming the king Satan will always bring such ideas but david said far be it from me verse 10 he said david said for that, for, furthermore as the lord lives the lord shall strike him or his day shall come to die or he shall go out in the battle but will not die in my hands david and saul this story david could have ended his destiny of becoming a king by making the wrong choice So in life, we have such situation present itself to us. So we just get to run through that very quickly. This is a story. Let's make something out of it. Well, we have like three other more. So let's quickly, where are the mics? So let's just run quickly. How was David able to overcome? What did he do? What decision did he do right? What, What decision did he make right? How did he apply wisdom in this case? and how can we apply this case or scenario in our lives quickly does anybody want to help us this is the mic we want to make it as practical as possible because in everyday life the enemy will present opportunity for you to do something shortcuts to get there because god has promised you in other ways anybody yes let's have the mic here so this is the story of david And so, this is David. We are are doing David and Saul. Am I correct? So, this story, how does it apply to real life situation? Or if you want to explain how David was able to use or apply wisdom to get to his next level.
2: I think um, the lesson that I've learned here is that we should not help ourselves to achieve what God has destined us to be. We should permit God to finish whatever he has done. We should not go to
0: self-help. Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate her. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate her. Any other person? We should should not help God. Amen. But so many times really we help God. So that God will not disgrace himself. We always say that. So let's help God before God disgrace himself. Amen. Even our father Abraham did it. Didn't he? Uh, God. Amen. Any other person? Let's just make it interactive. This is the story of of David and Saul. So wisdom was able to profit him to do or make the right decisions. How does he apply or what is your moral out of this lesson? Any other person? Okay, yes. For even raising his hand, let's appreciate him, please. At least you are not raising your own hand. Let's appreciate it.
3: Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, from uh, the first uh, study, yes, uh, Abigail wasn't only uh, demonstrating wisdom, but had uh, superb problem-solving skills. Because when she heard that David and his men were coming, few things, fine, she thought she could stop David. But because she had that skills, she could actually go to her husband and get to harass him or she could go to David and say something else but she knew what can melt a man who was already angry by just coming down, net down She was actually appealing to David's emotion like a woman would do in these situations when we are I mean, faced with such situations and somebody is very angry it's not the time to argue anymore it's the time to just calm down praise the Lord and when she got back home the husband was drunk. Naturally, what we would do naturally is that, see, or see you. Eh? See, if not that I went to stop David, he'll come and destroy you. She didn't talk that night because the husband probably was under an influence. She waited on this following day to explain. That's another good one for Abigail. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The second one is, okay. I was in David. David was um, anointed even when the king was still alive. So, David was a man who already listened to God, who always asked God questions. So I think it was going to be too much of him. If he knew, if God wanted to stop, kill David, uh, King Saul, he would have done. But God anointed him as he kept King Saul alive. So it was instructive to me that he needs to be patient. He needs to study and wait on the Lord. Because if you have done that, you will probably be not listening to God. Because God was keeping the king alive, even though God has anointed him to to be king too. And literally, there could be two kings uh, reigning at the same time. So I think he just knew that the time for his ascending to the throne has not come, even though he was anointed. He need to wait and to listen to God. That's always done.
0: Praise the Lord. Please let's appreciate him for that. wisdom really is profitable to direct in fact let me just draw your attention back good enough you mentioned the abigail matter in fact the bible made us to understand that neba that did not give david and his men food the scripture said that same day he called a feast as a king do you know what it means to call a feast as a king He did not give the hungry army food but you called a feast as a king it's as good as feeding the whole village but you could not feed the men that protected you So it is only foolishness that makes us forget the days of our little beginning. People that helped us when we were struggling. People that helped us well we were doing not so well. In fact, there's something that happened recently. My sister told me something when she came came visiting at some point. She said she's going to visit one man. That this was the man that if she's writing the history of her life, she can never do without mentioning him. It took us, we were driving around Lagos, and she said, no matter what happens, she is going to visit that man. Because her life story depended on the pedestal that man gave her. Now, it's not so many times where we remember the person that helped us. The person that gave us one thing or the other. In fact, recently, I had a burden in my heart. There was something, the very first interview I attended in Lagos. I did not have a nice suit to wear to that interview. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't look at me now. Then I never had a nice suit. If I I never had any suit to be precise, I only go to church with jeans and trousers, with you know. And so I had to go for interview. I did not have any Suit to wear, so I remembered a friend of mine who was already in the choir. So it was expected that they wear suits. So he was the only person in my set that had good suit So I had to go back to him. He gave me the suit. And recently, I got to see him in one of our old school um, groups. And God said to me, "You need to remember this man for whatever reason. It was that suit. Maybe it was that suit that even gave me the job in the first place. So, so." If God will raise people for our beginnings, it is not wisdom will always tell us that you need to go back to such a person and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for your contribution. Let's celebrate him one more time. Before we move from David to somebody else, okay. okay. Um,
1: it's interesting that Abishai was the one that told David, kill him. When David said, he was going to Saul's camp, he said who will go with me? Abishai said I will go with you. So the, the truth is that we should be careful who we take to battle. Because the counsel of the person who um, opted to go with you when nobody else said so, you're likely to be very emotional to want to do what the person said. So just because you are courageous enough to follow me does not mean what you say is what I'm going to do. I quickly checked who was Abishai. Abishai was David's nephew. He was the son of his sister. So sometimes just because somebody is related with you does not mean they're speaking wisdom. And just because you escorted me somewhere does not mean it is your voice I should listen to. And I believe somebody here needs to hear that.
3: Amen. All
0: right. Before we move on, David and Saul, any other contribution? On okay, Sister Lydie.
4: Praise God. Um, I want to say that you should not let um, the actions of people, people's wickedness, change who you are. Just because somebody did something wicked to you does not mean you should now be wicked too. Don't let it change your own personality. Just be you, irrespective of people's actions.
0: Praise the Lord. Any other country? Well, just to add, sometimes you know, character can really form our decisions. Character can form decisions. In some places, maybe there are some people. If you understand the value of kingship and God's anointed, you will understand what you say to people who are in the place of authority. But to some people, depending on the, you know, the background, speaking against people in authority may mean less. But David understood that a man in whom God's anoints irrespective of what he does or goes through still remains God's anointed so he may have fallen out of place from God but it wasn't in his place to judge Saul to kill Saul or to bring Saul down so God was dealing with Saul but he understood the place or what the kingdom requires that when God puts a man there he still remains God's anointed until the day God brings him down off that throne of it by himself. Praise the Lord.
1: Okay, uh, I think we should read that scripture. 1 Samuel 26 and verse 9. When you read it, you didn't read the last two words which may have helped us. 1 Samuel 26 and verse 9. 1 Samuel 26
0: verse
1: 9. Okay, it says... But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? You can succeed, but there will be a tarnish. Whatever God starts, let us allow God to finish it. But my concern is actually verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. And Abishai said to David, God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Doesn't that sound like a prophecy? He spoke as if he is the messenger of God. You need to be careful just because somebody speaks you know, and vibrates does not mean the person is speaking from. It says God has delivered your enemy into your hands. And we need to be careful that when we want to hear something, we may not question the voice that is telling us. God has delivered your email. Now, therefore, please let me strike him once with despair. Right to death. I will not need to strike him a second time. He even volunteered to help David to do it. And that's why David in verse 9 now said, no, no, no. Do not destroy him. For who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointing and be guiltless?
0: What are your hands doing? Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take the last... Oh, contributions are coming now. All right, we'll take the last two contributions as far as Jacob, David, and Saul are concerned. And we'll move to the study three. We'll take you and then we'll take Brother Sam.
5: My contribution... Abigail... Um, because she was a woman of good understanding and she had wisdom, saves the life of her husband and her household. And you know, because of the character, the good character she had, she was able to, you know, defend her home without going into war. Um, because you know how women are when things like that you know happen, they get all and then you know she was very wise. You can you can
0: speak for the women. <laughs> we don't know.
5: And, you know, they get all very... But she was... Because of her character and good understanding, she was able to save her husband and she was able to save her household. I have one question. I, I, because I've read this story before. There was nowhere that they told us she was um, betrothed to Nepal or I don't know how they got married. So she had so much wisdom. How did she end up with Nepal? I'm sorry, I, I mean,
0: Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate her for her quest. Thank you. If she was that intelligent and wise, why did she choose Neva as a husband? Amen. Truthfully, I asked myself that same question while I was doing this study. And the only thing that I could, that could come to my head, remember, sometimes back then, marriages were betrothed. So you could have been young and they would have said, this man will be your husband. So she could have been as young as a 14, 15, 16 year old and her parents would have said, Nabal have paid your price, bride price, long before. That's the only reason. Or what wait, I have wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. When we started reading First Samuel 25, they said Nabal was a very rich man.
0: Very, very rich businessman.
1: There are situations where a wise woman may become a foolish woman because the man has money. I rest my case.
0: Praise the Lord. Lord. Okay, we'll have some last contribution for this study, too. We'll run that quickly.
6: I have two things to say. The first thing is uh, David recognized. in a workhouse meeting, Pastor talked about Brand. David recognized that um, this person, we are of the same, we are, we are of from the same source. God anointed him king and God have anointed me king to be. So, um, it would be wrong of me to play the role of God despite I have that opportunity to take that decision. So, he recognized the, the anointing of God the, 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 the recognized that he the anointed one of God and secondly why I also uh, why I was meditating on the life of David as a king David went through series of war even his own son um, at the time wanted to take the throne but God still protected him so David recognized the place of seed sowing mm. that if, if I go ahead and kill this king why he still on the throne the tendency, he was not going to die the way he died as the King David. The tendency, somebody else was going to come for the throne. And was also going to kill him because he also killed the king. So, I would advise that any seed you don't want to reap. Or anything you don't want to experience. you know, Don't do it in the life of any us.
0: Hallelujah. Wisdom is profitable to thy Please, let's celebrate him for that contribution one more time. Amen. Alright, so as we go on, we'll try to make it... You know even bring life experiences it's, it's getting we are getting there amen now study number three is going to be the story of Jacob and how do you pronounce this this time Laban not Laban have you? the story of Jacob and Laban do we know this story alright I'm going to run through Genesis chapter 30 from verse 25 to verse 43 so let me summarize the story so that we don't read all the way all the way now at this point jacob has finished serving his number of years with his um his father-in-law laban right so it was about time for him to leave so laban decided to you know move the the years or tal- or change the contract paper so he said look i'm about to leave let me go i have served enough i've married the first daughter i have married the second daughter Laban let me go So Laban said look you are going nowhere See, I can perceive it's because of you That the Lord is blessing me Now just walk with me a little longer Never specify So Jacob decided to say to him Look Knowing that, knowing that um, Laban was a cunning man He said look this is what we are going to do Let me give you a proposal Let me go and Tend the sheep one more time at the end of a period, at the end of a period, you come and do the count of the sheep. Count them now. If you have five thousand sheep, do a count. So we're going to separate the sheep that are white and the sheep that have no spots or peckles. So Laban of course said to himself having a head count, if I have five thousand sheep, the number that will be peckles highest highest will be maybe five hundred. So if I give him 500, of course I should have I should have cheated him. So he said, give me a period of time. If after that, come back and count the number of sheep. If the ones that have spots, let me take them. The ones that don't have spots, you take them. Laban, of course, in his head will have calculated. Even if these ones that have spots will increase. Highest, it will not increase more than 100. Highest, he will go with how many? 600 sheep. And I will still have cheated him. That was Laban's idea he did not understand that jacob have learned so much in his little beginning jacob have seen these peckles change from white to peckles by the reason of them looking at spots or spotted items or spotted grasses and he has said to himself if I move this sheep to at the point they are supposed to mate I put them close to where they have spots what they see is what they are going to conceive Laban did not understand this that is why sometimes in the place of little beginning the experiences we get is not something we will toll with it may be all you need while the time to move to your next level is concerned So he gave him that opportunity And the Bible says And Jacob within this short period of time he had All the animals when it's time to mate He takes them to a particular place Where all they see is what? Peckles So when they give birth They only give birth to what? Peckles Even if you like be white before When you give birth you give birth to what? Peckles So within that period of time He had so many animals that had peckles So when the time came to count Nabal himself was shocked Almost all the animals that were given birth to became Jacob's property. So times when people cheat us, wisdom will tell you what to do next. Whilst you think people have defrauded you, wisdom may just tell you the next thing to do. So this was just the story. At the end of the day, the Bible said, And Jacob left the estate of Laban with a very large sum of property. Almost everything. To a point where the labor student said to him, Look, Jacob have taken everything that belonged to Rob. Because almost everything was now to Jacob's side. So, Jacob would have said at some point, What if we change the story at the point where Laban told him, Look, you can't have anything. And you've, you've seen people get angry and leave everything. You've not seen? Where they say you can't have this. No, somebody cheated you. Because of that, you angrily leave everything. Or you angrily decide to oh, Since I won't have it, we'll destroy everything You've not seen it If I can't have it, you won't have it When people cheat us, you'll see where we, we, where we go gaga Because wisdom was not available to direct us If God says you'll prosper in this business And men are cheating you Maybe we should just calm down a little And ask or go to the place of wisdom For the next thing to do This is the story of Jacob and Laban's contribution Praise the Lord So let's quickly get contribution What you can derive from that How you can apply it in life scenario And let's just discuss this very quickly Jacob and Laban Anybody Okay so we have to contribute Before Before you contribute Now have this in mind This story is very similar to the story of David and Goliath remember sometimes when we apply what we know people think we learnt it somewhere big sometimes the little places we find ourselves little jobs little relationships little this it's a place where we gather experiences David had the same experience when the Bible said before he defeated Goliath pastor Steve gave us that example the last time he said when David destroyed Goliath was it about strength or was it about is it wisdom it was more of strength when I read The account before them this young man came and told everybody that this is Goliath he's a man I can destroy him looking at him we thought he wouldn't but by the time he gave us the experiences of the desert your experience you are gathering may just be the experience of the desert nobody is saying how you are doing the work very well how you are doing it, how you are gathering experiences and he says there was a time a lion came and a bear came. They had two experiences. I destroyed them. In fact, they took the corpse. They took the sheep. I went after them, killed the lion, killed the bear, and took back the crops. If you hear that somebody killed a lion and killed a bear, who is a man? So in our places, we are gathering experiences in our low estate, In our place of little beginning. Don't worry about it. You are just a Jacob or you are just a David in one corner. When the time comes to bring them to place, you may just be shocked. It may, all, it may just be all you need to take you to the next level. Just laying a better example. Praise the Lord. All right, let's hear me quickly. Jacob and Laban experience. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh,
7: at my work there's a client of mine that came to me for consultancy on traveling. You may need to
0: be very fast so that okay. we don't have time. As,
7: there's a client of, of mine that came to me to consult with me about traveling. So, he said he has a friend, that that friend has been traveling to France. But, they continue giving her a, a month visa that she has been traveling every year. Anytime she wants to renew, they always give her One month, one month, one month, all the time. And the woman needs about six months or one year visa because she wants to go there and give birth. So when the lady now came to me, I said, "Ah, How long have you been traveling? He said, He has been traveling for two years, the same thing with her friend. I said, Okay, the last time you travel, why don't you carry, why don't you use your boarding pass and your bus pass that you enter over there? With your train ticket and add it as an additional document to your application. Ah, he said it's true. He said, but it has not occurred to him because that is his friend always discouraged. Ah, and I say, okay, the best thing for you to do, you just do this thing and you will see what will happen. To God be the glory. Once you now reapply and he put all those things, a friend that has been doing the same thing all the time. They didn't extend our visa more than one month. one month.
4: They
7: now give her two years
5: oh. for the first time.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate him for that contribution. So sometimes the voices we listen to may not just be what we think was going to be the best of all. It will just be someone who has a soft still voice that have had little experience one place or the other that is available to give you one tip or the other. So the voice of the Lord will always come in different forms. Our prayer is that the Lord will give us an ear to descend in the name of Jesus.
1: I I want to say in summary that this lesson what I got out of it is that wisdom is a wisdom if you have wisdom it is going to be difficult for anyone to cheat you. Wisdom helps you to level the playing ground. Because Laban was a very crafty man. He had it all worked out. So many times when we fight people, it's because we lack wisdom. May God give us wisdom.
0: Praise Thank the Lord. Lord. Okay. Okay. On this, on Jacob and Laban, right? Okay, we'll take uh, Sam and then we'll come to you.
6: Okay. Um pointers. The first thing is Jacob had a brother. I want. I want. I I wonder if I'm right. J- Jacob happens to be twin. Right? Jacob was the Esau. They're the brothers. Yes. So it's, it's the same person God said this one I love and this one I've hated. So if you leave the, the, the whole trouble that happened when the mom was pregnant and when he was giving birth to if you go down to I, I feel for what happened in the house of Laban Was a payback of what they did to his brother In the sense that The mom and this one After the birthright Which was normally the brother sold his birthright But when it was time for blessing The mom and the mom Okay, Pastor about only Even despite if it's your cousin or your brother No matter how close the person is to you If the person even goes to war with you you should, by by the wisdom of God, be able to discern if the counsel given to you is right or not. Because the mom came and gave him a counsel. You know what? Your father is going to bless this guy. So quickly go in, take the blessing. And he went in and took the blessing. He cheated his brother, not knowing that he was going to meet the master of all cheater. He wanted to afford his life get the blessing so that he can move forward. Only for him to get it. Only for him to get to. Um, the in laws place which happens to the mother's brother, and he it got, it got even he has to. The, they cheated him the first time with the first wife, and cheated him the second time with the sheep and making him out to go through those stories. I'm just saying that God have mercy because as I'm talking, now, it's like I'm saying, Okay, whatever i <laughs> done in the past, <laughs> so, like we should what, what we do and what the cancer will take because they are very vital. Every decision we take now, which cost in our tomorrow. And so we should be wise enough to be able to know when is the right counsel so that we don't put ourselves into trouble for the future. Praise
0: the name of the Lord. Let's celebrate him very Amen. Okay, we're having more hands, voila. Okay, so on are we still on this? Are you are you for or which one? okay jacob aleba okay let's have brad taiwo his hands was raised so we'll make it very quick brad taiwo then sister kemi and then we'll come to you then we'll move quickly to the next one praise the lord hallelujah
8: okay um no, this jacob aleba from what my brother here said and what i grabbed from pastor um i mean pastor said it rightly that when you have wisdom you can't be cheated, cheated you know um, just bringing it to a personal experience. Um, when I was still very young in my career, and that's why till now I usually don't like to do business with family. Um, I had an uncle who I had mastered the trade of media buying and uh, media buying and selling. And one of my uncles just came and said, "At time, were you working? So so media?" Company. I said, "Yes, I do." He said, "Okay, then he wants to." do something, to push out the products. I said, okay, that's fine. And he said, okay, that the budget is about 350,000 and then my salary was like 25,000. So I said, "Oh, okay, that's fine, I'm going the expertise, I'll do it for you. So I did the whole plan and everything. After a while, I started seeing the communication on TV, on radio, something I did. And
2: I was
8: like, here's So I went to ask mom, oh, I've uh, broken the campaign. I've not seen anything. That's the uh, The man has not paid yet. I said, okay. The man has not paid. Maybe the man will pay tomorrow, but up to now, the man has not paid. But God has been faithful because from I, I learned something that um, wisdom is profitable to direct. I could have taken some other steps to be able to ensure that I, was, we were, we were, I had done something better and what happened while well, in the long run i mean it gave me a lot of wisdom I and mean, when i tried to do some, doing the same thing for someone else i got it at that time
0: praise the lord praise the lord <laughs> what well, just in support of what pastor said if you really have wisdom sometimes we will, most times we will not be cheated you know it's because we think family we don't go through the normal process if you are going, doing something for family if his business, is business. If he has to sign contract, he has to sign. If he has to make part payment, he just has to make part. There's really nothing personal. The best you can help people to, okay, instead of making 50%, I'll talk to my boss, you first do 45 But those other things that are process and procedures... We'll learn after time. I'm sure next time you have a family member, if it really means to do business, you let the person do the right thing at the right time. You won't be defrauded, and the person will still get value for whatever service he requires. Praise the Lord. All right, Sister Kemi, let's celebrate Brother Taiwo again. And by the way, it's good to have you around for Wednesday service. God bless you.
4: Good evening, church. Good I evening. think My lesson here is don't be too quick to react. Mm. And don't let your emotions run your decision. Don't let your what? Emotions. Okay, emotions. Yeah. If he mm. was quick to react, he mm. would have reacted in a bad way. Or he mm. wouldn't have been able to think of a solution. Mm. And then if we had let his emotion of being cheated. This man has been cheating me since I came here. He yeah. wouldn't have thought of the plan in which he can get back his own property back. So we should not be quick to react. And we should not let emotions run our decision.
0: Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate. that's a very good one. You know, sometimes... You don't let what the heart of somebody to, you know, to, to, to blind the next decision you're going to make. So if Jacob have said, this man have cheated me, all he will have been doing is walking in anger, never thinking of the next way to get to his next level. Praise the Lord. The last contribution on yeah. this part, and we move I, on. Uh,
3: if not for the love of God, Jacob is not, uh, I'm not a fan of Jacob at all. Can we hear him?
0: Yes,
3: okay. Yes, I'm not a fan of Jacob because... Really, and that's the mystery uh about the wisdom of God. Jacob, I love; Esau, I hate. Now he survived that one. He came to the house of Laban. He knew it was good He was he, he cheated that man. That's the truth. He cheated him. He knew what he would do. It was his strategy to maybe to pay him back for all the longest dowry. In mankind. But when he saw the countenance of the children, he was said to leave. And then, that is Jacob, uh, that's chapter 31, verse 3. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and your family, I will be with you. That's another wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the
0: Lord alright let's celebrate him praise the lord amen alright let's go to study number 4 study number 4 is Solomon's wish 1st king chapter 3 from verse 4 so I'll summarize we'll go into it and then we're just about to wrap up very shortly 1st king chapter 3 verse 4 now Solomon's wish we all know this story very well the bible says and now the king went to Gideon which is Solomon here and he burnt and he made a thousand for that was a great high place. Solomon suffered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Next verse, verse, verse 5. As at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said to Solomon, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, and because he walked before you in truth and in righteousness, you have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on the throne unto this day. Verse 7 let's just jump to verse 10 and we all know the story instead of riches and glory solomon asked for what for wisdom to be able to rule the great people he had given him and the bible says and the speech pleased god and verse 10 and the bible says, the speech pleased god and god said to solomon and the god said to solomon because you have asked this thing and you have not asked for long life for yourself nor for riches nor for yourself or for the lives of your enemies and God was pleased with what he asked for. And it says in verse thirteen, And I have also given you what you have asked for, both what you have not asked for, which is both riches and honor, so that there shall be none like unto you for the rest of your life. This time, if you are given a blank check, what will wisdom tell you to ask? Or what with your or what will your natural wishes for the now Ask you for if God gives you a blank check what will you want how do you want to get to your next level Lord all I need now is a range once I have the range my life is good you'll be shocked if God asks everybody somebody will still ask for a range in this place Open check. Somebody will say, Lord, is the range that I want. I will ask for the other one later. So God gives you an open check. You know there are some present needs you have now. If God absolutely gives you an open check, they may be the wrong thing to ask for. Even though they are the present need for now. So wisdom will give you an opportunity to think well. What should I ask for? Will it be what I need now, which will only suffice for 10 years max? What is that one thing wisdom will tell you to ask for that will last a generation and tens of generations from now? So it may not be just God giving you an open check. If, if God will open your, our eyes, okay, the box is out of here. If God will open our, you remember the box that we wrote what we needed. You will find out that some of the things we we'll asked for was just immediate consumption that will just meet our own desires for now. That will fulfill our heart desires for the now. Highest, ah, three years, those things are gone But what is it wisdom will tell you to ask for That will, ask for a, that will last for a lifetime Solomon was given this opportunity He didn't ask for The natural thing a king will ask for Is the life of, of his enemy Riches and glory For every kingdom, if you know how kingdom works The strength of every king is known by his riches and his army It will have been easy God give me riches and great army God will give you But a great army doesn't guarantee victory anyways so the greatest of all, the riches of all doesn't guarantee a peace of life. So what is wisdom telling us to ask at this point? The floor is open. Study number four, Solomon's wish. Any other person, who else will help us? Contribution. So what is our take from Solomon's wish as applicable to every life situation? Yes, but... Uh, <laughs> Taiwo again. Before this session runs out, everybody is going to talk. So be careful if my eyes are going to and fro, I may just ask you to say one or two things. Praise the Lord. Taiwo, you've spoken how many times now?
8: This is the second
0: time. Brassam, you've spoken how many times? momo you've, you've spoken how many times? So we share this talking. It's just going to be them alone. All right. Praise Solomon's the Lord. Solomon's wish.
8: Yes. Um... According to the Bible, the book of Proverbs says um, wisdom is the principal thing and in all you're getting, get um, knowledge and understanding. Yeah. So um, what, what I can gather from this is in all of life's challenges, whatsoever you're going through, um, wisdom is critical. Um, you might be put in a situation whereby you either request, you, 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 I mean you, God says, okay, Ask for just one thing and say, Okay, I just want a million dollars. Yeah, you get a million dollars and then however you do it, the whole million dollars will eventually finish. But if you ask for wisdom, the wisdom will enable you get a million dollars times hundred and one thousand times, you know. So it's really about wisdom because at the end of the day, in all of our lives, in all of our lives movement, career, family, we really need wisdom to be able to make the right decisions and at the right time
0: please let's celebrate him one more time <laughs> amen so even in our place of prayer really wisdom would wisdom will guide us on what to ask for even the bible says we do not get what we should get because we ask amiss sometimes all we will need to pray for is not even ourselves it's not maybe to pray for the kingdom or pray for somebody else or pray for your boss Your boss is not nice. Yes, you are praying you get promotion from a very wicked boss. Is it not wise for you to even pray that God will touch or change his hand? Wisdom is really profitable to direct. Amen.
1: Can I make a contribution? Yes, sir. Okay, you know, up out there on the wall, we have the banner there that talks about the turning point. And it says that you can initiate your own turning point because when Job prayed for his friends... He didn't ask for anything. God turned his fortune around and gave him something. But what I found out about wisdom is as much as we teach wisdom, I realized that a short-sighted person will never choose wisdom. If you didn't hear anything before about wisdom, hear this one. Wisdom is not never chosen by short-sighted people. You said, if God asks you today, you say, I want a Range Rover. Any fool can want a Range Rover. But it's very short-sighted. The insurance on a Range Rover is enough to buy another car. So if God gave you the, the car, you can't even pay the insurance. If it has a suspension problem, it is the value of a Toyota to fix the suspension of a Range Rover. Short-sightedness, we need to pray about it. What is short-sightedness? The, uh, the angel appeared to Solomon. Solomon talked about his enemies. This one has annoyed me. That one's annoyed me. Just kill them. Short sightedness is it not better for your enemy to live to see what God will do with your life? Hallelujah. Is that not killing him more than dying? Yes. I rest my case.
0: Praise the name of the Lord, <laughs> amen. All right, we'll go to the last study as we close. The last study, let's it be as if we are talking about the patriarchs of wisdom and we're only talking about those of the Old Testament. Let's look at study number five jesus and the cross let's say that together jesus and the cross let's read hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 and then we'll just delve into that remember we gave a little scenario about this when satan tempted jesus and said to him all these i will give you if you do what if you bow to me all these which one looks simpler all these Pertains to all that is in the world, I will give to you if you will just do what? Bow down to me. Sir? All the kingdoms of this world. The second choice was go through the pain of the cross, and the powers of the world will still be given unto you. You know, there are shortcuts to our next level. Every next level we are looking for, there are shortcuts. You don't need to go through the hard part. People will suggest the shortcut. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, was telling us to take example from Jesus the Christ. He says, Looking unto this Jesus, who is the beginning, the author, who is the end, the finisher of our faith, the faith we profess, we practice. Jesus is the beginning and the end. He's the one that has taught us what this faith is about. He says, Who oh, for the joy that was set before him did what? Did what? If you have to endure something, is it going to be an easy experience? Despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand side of God. At some point, we need to make decisions on how to get to our next level. Is either you choose, you elect to go through the pain, which is the right way, or you can also take the shortcuts. Foolishness can tell you, or even you know, when you make stupid decisions, sometimes it looks as if you are taking a wise step. Sometimes it may be someone that will tell you the best way to go, just go through this way. So you can decide to do the bowing and get the kingdom of the world, or you wait to go through the cross. Sometimes what we are going through now is not just it's not as if God is blind it's because he's taking us through the cross so we can choose to go through the cross endure the endure the moment because there's a joy that sets before us so wisdom is profitable to direct on which way to go you can choose to do the right thing it may take a little while you are only bearing fruit you are only you are only bearing fruit that's going to last or make you stand a little more longer or last a lifetime. But wisdom is all what Jesus needed. This thing is not just what he could do by himself. He needed to make decisions. Should I bow? Should I jump? Temptation comes. So when Jesus told us that he was tempted, remember he said he was a man as unto a like manner who was also tempted. But in the place of temptation, in the place of enticement, decisions have to be made. And those decisions have to be wise so jesus the bible says endured the cross he chose to he chose to endure the cross for the joy that was set before him so if a joy is set before you sometimes you ask god why take us through all this pain why we can just get there and get to our next level but god have a better plan so wisdom is saying choose to endure because at the end is going to profit you because what you have is going to last a, life, a, life, a lifetime not just for a short moment praise the lord so jesus and the cross hebrews 12 verse 2 looking on to jesus the author and the finisher of our faith let's have the last two or three contribution and we'll close any contribution jesus and the cross the cross is there you can make a decision or you choose to bow and make the shortcut wisdom will direct us amen okay those who have not spoken
1: somebody has
0: amen oh,
5: <laughs>
0: what are your hands doing clap can't you clap before she speaks, just clap one more time. <laughs> wisdom is profitable to direct. Amen.
4: Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been sitting down here and thinking all well, what we've been talking about and in my, my mind I've been saying that, okay. Um, wisdom, my own take right now is in the, from the point of like Pastor said, um, who you take to battles. Okay, I, I was just thinking that I thought that in some life situations, let me say, you know that you're prone to some kind of things, you're prone to temptation, or you're prone to reacting in some certain kind of ways, and then you stick around people that have the same tendency to fall, as you choose people that are like minded like you. Because, <laughs> I, like my life, for example, I know some things that I'm not good at, but I've chosen. The opposite. Let's say I'm not very patient. But I chose to move with patient people so I can learn, learn patience. So that's my own <laughs> take so far in, in this series. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: Uh-huh. Was my favorite? Because I was about to ask you to clap the second time. Amen. Okay, we have um, you have the mic to find you.
9: Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus and the cross it's like what everybody is facing situation everybody is facing in this country today and uh, it's either you choose heaven or hell because at times when things are really really difficult and there is no way to go Somebody just called you and said, come, why can't you join this club? Joining this club, you have everything in abundance. Mm-hmm. Apart from telling you, you are seeing that thing, the, the richness and everything in that person. And before you are introduced to it, you look at the person and say, ah, God, if you can even bless me like Tonagbaja, and the Ladajan now called you and said, this is the way. Praise God.
0: <laughs> he raised his case. Amen. <laughs> Praise Thank the Lord. Lord. Alright, B wants to say something.
2: I want to go back to Solomon. Solomon. Yes. I... I think he was very wise to have asked for a specific thing, wisdom. What if he had asked for anything? Sometimes you, they, you need something from somebody, and you now say, anything. I can imagine if someone had told God anything. I wonder what God would have given to him. So sometimes we need to be specific as to what exactly we want. Because if you need something from me, like you, you, you are having your birthday, and then I say, okay, I'm going to give you a gift. What exactly do you want? And you tell me anything. I'd likely give you just anything. But if you specifically tell me what exactly you need, I probably want to give you exactly what you need. So sometimes we need to be specific as to what we want.
0: <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. By the way, uh, and to be thank you for the gift you gave me on Father's Day. But next time, ask me first what I want. I will not say anything. Now I know your standard. I'll be very specific. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate her. Let's celebrate her. God be praised in Jesus' name. So these five studies is expected to give us a reflection of how life is on itself. So we've spoken about wisdom to go to the next level. We just need to put it to practice to see that there were people who applied wisdom. When we talk about these patriarchs, we always think God just helped them all the way. At some point, they had decisions to make by themselves. Just as the senior pastor said, where you get to is going to be determined by the decisions you make. God has given us a promise of the next level. But when nobody is there to help you, what will you say? When you get to the point where you are like Abigail, when somebody is coming with a wrath, how would you answer? Are you going to answer softly or are you going to reply by the heat of the moment? Wisdom will be profitable to direct us in the name of Jesus. If you have opportunity like David, will you take advantage of a fellow brethren or will you ask God what to do at that point? Sometimes the decision you need to make is not something you will learn at the point of making those decisions. It's a place like this where we know what to do in the place of battle. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> or you can be like Jacob and Laban. No matter how people have wrought you, just like Brother um, Rathai was said, he may have taken offense with his, um, with, his, uh, with his uncle or whoever it is, but if that will not be a learning point to him, Then all that has happened to him is only foolishness as far as life is concerned. Or you can be like Solomon. Life presents to us choices every day. What you make out of it must not be something or the decision you make must not be anything that is short-sighted. Think about the future. Think about your children. Think about the unborn generation. When you make decisions sometimes, it's not just about you. Remember, you have families. You have dependents. So you need to make decisions that cover all. And just like Jesus, let's leave all the rewards of the now. Let's endure a little longer. And our reward shall come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now we're going to read the book of wisdom. Hebrews 11 was written based on stories we learned like this. So we're just going to read Hebrews, the book of wisdom, chapter 11, verse 1 to 12. And then we'll close. Ah, multimedia this is what he finally gave me amen so the book of wisdom if they can help us i'm just going to read i didn't know this is what he came up with apologies for that if you can zoom it fine but if we can read let's just read all what we are going to read is just a summary of what we have put together this evening are we ready to read i want us to read together if you can see can we see a little can we see a little okay if we can see let us read i'm going to lead us as you read are we ready let's read are we ready to read all right the book of wisdom chapter 1 11 from verse 1 to 12 this is not in the bible it is what you and i have summarized so don't say we added anything to scripture are you ready now let's read with a loud voice now wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all your getting get understanding verse 2 for by it the elders obtain to attain the next level verse 3 by wisdom we understand that a house is built so that the things that are not seen can only be seen through the eyes of wisdom verse 4 by wisdom abigail rose to become a queen having averted the destruction upon our household brought upon them by the folly of Nabal verse 5 by wisdom David attained kingship because he demonstrates restraint in sparing the life of king Saul pleasing him who have ordained him verse 6 by wisdom Jacob overcame the cunning of Laban for he embraced the experiences of his little beginnings and departed with a great estate verse 7 by wisdom solomon chose a discerning heart over gold yet receiving the wealth and honor he never wished for verse 8 by wisdom jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him having overcome satan on the mount of temptation verse 9 for what more shall we say for time will fail us to tell of joshua and caleb of rahab of joseph of daniel and the prophet verse 10 who through wisdom conquered nations spared destined lives and ascended thrones verse 11 all these, having obtained the promise of the next level, did not receive it. Verse 12. For God, having provided something better for us, through the prophecy of his humble servant, Reverend Philip, Paul, that we may be the fulfillment of God's next level. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Why don't you celebrate God for this evening? May the Lord be praised. God be praised. And we shall fulfill the promise of the next level in the name of Jesus. Is that the best amen you have? Amen. Shall we bow down as we pray? And so Lord in heaven, we thank you once again for this evening. For you have instructed and taught us in the wisdom of God. We ask that we become part of the patriarchs of wisdom for our generations in the name of Jesus. That for every decision we'll make, Lord, you will direct us aright in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answered prayers for in Jesus' name
3: we have prayed. Have you been blessed tonight? Ready to celebrate God. In-